Hey, how are ya? How's it going? Still doing that voice. So, uh, this week I got my buddy AJ King on the podcast and a surprise guest. So here we go. Here we go. Okay, yeah, sure. So, uh, we started recording already. But all, a bunch you know, of, uh, you know, funny teacher stories and whatnot. That's 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 the that's the bread and butter right there. That's good. Uh, yeah, that's... Um, but yeah, man. So, uh, you know, I'll I already will have introduced you at this point. But um, yeah, looking forward to that. But first, let me tell you a little bit about Squarespace. Squarespace <laughs> make your own website, and it's uh, easy and free. They give you templates, and you pay twenty dollars a month. Squarespace.com. Use the okay. code Anthony's Big Butt Teacher Podcast. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what was like, what was school like for you? Oh, so you're going to uh, edit this. All right. Sorry. What? No, 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 no. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I, to be honest, man, I, before I even started, uh, when, right when I started doing stand up, when I still lived in Ohio, um, the first and only podcast I was listening to was like the Bill Burr Monday morning podcast. It's a great podcast. And then I started listening to like Joe Rogan too around that time. And I remember they always had, you know, crazy ads, you know, Joe Rogan was always pushing Squarespace and uh, on it. Manmeat.com. <laughs> You're a man, you like meat, get your latest elk twice a month. Yeah, yeah. They have, they have the butcher box, you know. Yeah, I like how yeah. Bill Burr makes fun of the product. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, I love his, I love his podcast. But then when I moved to Long Island, I got into all these other podcasts that like my friends would, because I worked at a, uh, a wing delivery place and they would just would tell me about different, uh, different things that they, you know, they listen to when they go and deliver wings. Right. I was stuck in there cooking the chicken. So I would just listen to stuff while I was cooking and uh, got into Crab Feast and all these other podcasts. And then I wanted to make one. See, yeah, there you go. And you, you're the first, uh, one of the first friends I know that has one. So props to you. Um, uh, everyone's going to have one one day. <laughs> yeah well since we're working remotely now i don't i don't get to listen to podcasts during my drive so now i'm the good husband who uh does the dishes like <laughs> dishes it's pretty nice i got a roomba also I yeah floors so i was like hey merry christmas to us so i got us a roomba yeah i listen to podcasts mostly when i'm like uh walking the dog um i don't, I don't really like listening to them when i drive or like exercise though but uh just, just walking the dog, really. Right, I, exercise I just, is too slow. Yeah, I like. I listen to Little John, okay. and the East Side Boys, not regular Little John. He's got to have the East Side Boys there. I'm not listening. What's not regular listen. Little John? Is he like? Yeah. Uh, he he when he when he when he dips the East Side Boys, man, he kind of fell off. He got weird. I but um, East Side Boys. Yeah, East Side Boys. You know, Big Sam, Lil Bo, they 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 carry the group really. Acquainted with the St. Lunatics. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, Nelly. West boys. But um, all right. So here we go. So tell us about yourself, man. Like, uh, what was what was school like for you growing up? Like from elementary, middle, right. high school, hit it all. So for me growing up, I wasn't the best student. Um, but whenever we got an option to do uh some sort of like project, I, my parents had me a video camera for me, so I was always making sketches of my friends. So I really got I got into school when when there was uh, projects right and we were able to do a video to present something, um, so that's what got me in there. But otherwise, wasn't the best student. Never pictured being a teacher. Um, never wanted to. Like most kids in school, you know, you see 
what your teacher has to deal with and you think, why well, would I ever want to do that? You know? Yeah. Um, so we would do, so yeah, uh, elementary school was awesome. Um, and then middle school, uh, you know, I was, I was anxious. I was shy. I, uh, you know, I was afraid to talk to girls. Um, and then in high school, I got really into pro wrestling. Uh, which I mean, <laughs> that's not like a story. Hey, and then everything changed. No, I got really into wrestling, and um, my friends and I started, you know, messing around and practicing. And we uh, we started our own backyard wrestling fed. So in our high school, we became like superstars in like our you know eleventh to twelfth grade year. We had kids coming, you know, from school to to the shows. You know, we weren't that's cool. awesome. Yeah, we were like our own kind of cool. Um, and uh, we had kids from from high schools, like all around Dutchess County. So like five different high schools, every Saturday we had uh backyard wrestling. Um, and we that's had- like, That's like, uh, like, like uh, White Plains, Dutchess County or no, no. Uh, no, like uh, north of that. Okay. So, yeah, like Hudson Valley. Sorry. Nice. I'm not sure I'm supposed to have like an alias or like- not no, 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 you're good, you're good, you're good. Just, yes, uh, uh, just good, good thing you brought that up just uh, real quick. We just don't name anybody. Okay, that's cool. the only so thing like, you get in trouble for. I looked so it up. Our old boss who was awful. And yeah, we, I call her the devil woman. We talked okay, about cool. her on two podcasts already. I yeah, just, so, we, so, so in Poughkeepsie, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, my social security number. Um, so <laughs> we had a backyard wrestling fed. Um, one of the guys ended up going pro um, because right after I graduated high school, we started going to a wrestling school in Brooklyn. Um, uh, Johnny Rods. He was a WWF Hall of Famer and uh, he was a jobber, but he was really important because he would test out the other wrestlers. So he would he would lose to these up and coming wrestlers. And he'd go back to the Vince McMahon and tell him, you know, this guy's good. He can work. Um, but yeah, so every Saturday uh, at one o'clock, we had back at wrestling. We had entrance music. Um, and I was super like particular. I was like the Vince McMahon. So I was like, if someone that's a real wrestler uses this music, you're not coming out to this. You can't have a name like any real wrestler. So we had, <laughs> we had creative gimmicks and uh, characters and even a website. Um, that's wow. That's that was my highlight of high school. Like that was what I was into. You know, I was in study hall or in class and the teacher's teaching and I'm writing like wrestling matches. You know, I'm like AJ King versus Victor King in a in a dog collar match and cage match and you know, we had a friend that would go to the, the mall and um, <laughs> he would steal uh, wooden tables. So we had a friend that worked uh, at Rainbow in the mall and uh, he would let our friend that had SUV in the back door of the mall and we would go real quick and we would take big wooden tables <laughs> and we'd, we'd take the supports off. And, Holy shit. Uh, yeah, we'd bring them back um, to the backyard wrestling arena and on Saturday, you know, some would be going through that table. We That's had insane. Yeah, it was awesome. We had belts we made. Um, we were obsessed with ECW. We we did that too. And I remember um, we had like weird belts. Like we had like the main ones. We had like okay. the the universe, you know, and the oh, uh, universe. you know the um, big thinking there. The <laughs> we had like the uh, the tag team champion belt, yeah, you know. And we we used this like they were like elastic bands. And uh, they ropes? clipped together, huh? You had ropes? No, like, like elastic bands for yeah, the belts. Yeah, ropes. We didn't have for the belts. I'm saying. Oh, for, for the, belts. the belts. Oh, okay. And then uh, I think they were my mom's belts or something. <laughs> and oh, then we, God, we would right? cut out like uh, it was like this gold cardboard, like gold okay. card. It was like gold paper, but it was like thick. It was like cardboard. We would cut it out and we would write with sharpie. And we like took time and like 
they really they were cool looking, man. And we had like the tag team champions, the hardcore belt. Yeah, I had that. And there's this one kid, he lived right above me. We always made him be the ref and we would beat his ass. And I had like a suitcase, yeah. we'd hit him with <laughs> this is when I was like 10, though. But yeah, we, we were like, as elaborate yeah. as you guys because we didn't have tables and stuff. Yeah. But we had people whose jobs though, they were only managers and only referees. And uh, <laughs> we, had, we had two different houses we wrestled at. One house, right? Our friend's dad was like really strict about Muslim. So he'd have to oh. he was praying at the mosque, right? Oh, okay. Like, I thought she meant the other way. Like he was like anti-Muslim. <laughs> oh no, no, no. He was like very Muslim that when he would go to pray, his son okay. would go over and we'd wrestle. Nice. Yeah. And then the other one, our friend's parent was like, yo, just don't sue us. Um, this kid one time, he, uh, someone brought their friend to a match, right? So our wrestling on Saturday. And we're like, what's this kid's deal? And our friend's like, you'll see, right? So he came out to this hillbilly music and he ran out and immediately he slipped on a leaf and he tore his ACL, his MCL and ruptured, I believe his ACL. Jeez. And, uh, yeah, that's the thing there. about backyard, man. Yeah, he's laying there, he's grabbing his leg. And then our friend's mom comes out and she comes out and she goes, um, you better get that white boy off our property. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. We're right back in the house. We're like, oh, shit. Yeah, we had like... Uh, he didn't sue, though. I ran into him at a wedding years later. He told me about his injuries and how like, it affected his life. And I was like, holy shit, dude. Back yeah. <laughs> Sorry, cool. Yeah. Remember, my knee popped out of the house at the moon that one time. It was terrible. Oh, that's right. <laughs> God, yeah yeah um lucky enough not to have any injuries we that happens a lot though like uh in the backyard my my sister had uh her knee pop out when she was at a water balloon fight in a backyard because the grass was wet and she slipped my original injury that because it just mine popped out the second time that was the second time I popped up the first time i was taking karate in college and i went to do this kick and i like nail it it was badass i wish it was like recorded and then my friends like do what again I'll, I'll record it and good thing he didn't because my knee popped out and it would have been a, one of those like viral videos but uh <laughs> yeah um, good yeah it was like because i wasn't even recording i was like well good because that's terrible um but yeah i mean people can do that we mostly wrestled like in the backyard or we would wrestle at my friend had a trampoline that was like that was like the, the big matches yeah yeah those trampoline wrestlers we didn't have much respect for them well yeah, because you could just jump uh, super high and anyone could do a backflip on their feet. I couldn't. But, uh, yeah, we had guys that came from a, a trampoline league. And then we had another league we combined with uh, that was like a submission league. So they just did like real like submission wrestling. And then they, they were like, wow, it's a lot more fun if we do a fake and film it. I was like, yeah, totally. Oh, yeah. So how did you become a teacher? Okay. I uh, never wanted to be a teacher. My sister was one. Okay. Um, until she, you know, had got pregnant, had seven British children. Uh, that's another story, though. Um, but yeah, so, I... so she's from America, or she's from America? Yeah, she married a British oh. guy. Okay. Okay, had seven kids. So she's a teacher. She does homeschooling. Um, I went to college, and I was really into politics. Um, so I went to for political science. Didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, graduated, and then I'm faced with the reality of like you can be a cop. You can be a politician. You can be a lawyer. So I dabbled the lawyer thing a bit. Took the LSAT. Didn't want to be a lawyer, but I was like um, dating this girl, and her family's like, "What are you doing?" And my parents were like, "Do something with your life." So I was like, "All right, take the LSAT. Don't want to do it. Just to shut everybody up." I, uh, I took it, uh, scored eh, okay, um, and then uh, I decided looked at my other options, and I could go back and be a teacher, 
and uh, I went to Mercy College, and I was able to take a master's course without uh, doing a GRE and an entrance exam, and uh, I graduated with a 3.8. I mean, I actually worked my ass off. In undergrad, I didn't do anything. You know, my, my thing was terrible. I uh, pledged a fraternity the first semester. Um, I, was, <laughs> I was on probation for like three years, so... Um, Getting the math, <laughs> yeah, woke me up, and uh, I, I found something I wanted to do. Um, yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, as a history teacher, what do you think is the hardest unit to teach? Like war, slavery, uh, government. What, what was like a hard subject for you guys? I never feel like I'm teaching enough um, from like origin countries, from like people of color. To be honest. All right. Yeah, like, like in the curriculum, uh, it's it's very white. You know, it's it's a lot of imperialism and like white European stuff. So, I like now it's it's easier to do that because you know with regions waivers and COVID. But you know you have to cram so much region stuff in there, and there's like, you know, you do a day or two in West Africa, you know, um, and there's not really much of this stuff in the curriculum for you already. So, um, what's difficult to teach? Yeah, it's just difficult, really. If the challenge is when kids ask you questions you don't know, uh, the challenge is not to make up an answer on the spot. Because remember my first couple of years teaching, I had that temptation to do that. Um, but it's okay to be like, I don't know. I tell my kids, you know, there's millions of facts to know. I'm always learning. If, if I get something wrong, let me know. If I don't know something, ask me. We'll look it up together. You can look it up for extra credit. Um, but that was hard to, to get used to the first couple of years teaching. Not knowing. Yeah, I, I, um, I read something... all this history stuff. Like my, my, my co-teacher would, cause they, they, they get that way with science too. They're like, you know, like they would ask something and I was like, Oh, I don't know. So we would write it on the board and then the next day we would have looked it up and we would tell them, you know? So it was like, cool. Like fun fact about, you know, these three things you, we listed, we would tell them, you know, but if it's something that's like just ridiculous, it's like, we can't look it up, you know? But, uh, yeah, like I actually am, uh, I'm in like a couple groups. I'm in one that's like a, um, a Bible study. I'm trying to like kind of, you know, do explore that. Okay. And then I'm in another one that's like like a black men's group. And we talk about things. And we actually talked about that yesterday. Um, funny enough, I forgot I wrote that as a question. But like about um, the way history is taught about black people. Right. And like it's like Tulsa. you got to like find that on your own, like. Yeah, and it's like all, they don't, don't teach you. Yeah, like all we get is like, like, and I don't know about New York really, but like in Ohio, it was like, you know, you learn about slavery, and then Martin Luther King, and then Malcolm X, but maybe he's, he Dilla, was, yeah, but yeah. and then that's it. That's, and then yeah, it's like yeah. that's about black people, right? Well, like, you spend, you know, you talk about Christopher Columbus, George Washington, yeah. all these guys that were like in retrospect terrible people. Yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah, and it's just Thomas it's just, Edison and not Nikolai Tesla, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's crazy. I remember hearing about like now. Now you see it in pop culture, which is good. Like these HBO shows, like Watchmen and um, Lovecraft Country. Mm -hmm. I remember listening to WBAI. It was like a, a uh, like a political talk radio in New York City one night, and just hearing stories of uh, people that survived, you know, the Tulsa uh, riots, and it's like holy shit! I never learned this in school. You know, crazy hearing like their story. It was called, uh, I think it was called Before They Die. We played some excerpts, but now we're seeing it in pop culture. People are waking up and, um, you know, learning more. But yeah, it's, you got to find a lot of this stuff.
Yeah, I'm writing a novel myself, and it's uh, it's like a black superhero, and it's it's uh, it's pretty cool, but I don't know if I'll ever get it published. That was uh, something I always wanted to do. My like my my associates was in creative writing. I actually wanted to be a writing teacher, and then I just became a science teacher. Um, because that's how that's how things work. But uh, anyways, when I was a little kid, I said I'd want to be a plastic surgeon or a comedian. <laughs> I had no yeah. idea, man. I was cracking jokes and stuff. Yeah, I wanted to be a stand-up comedian, and I wanted to be, uh, like, I thought I was going to be, like, the black Stephen King, you know? That's what I wanted to be, and, uh, you know, but anyways, uh, what do you think the U.S. could do to make education better? Like, what is, like, one thing where it's, like, they could do? I mean, do obviously, it? throw money at it, right? But not to, like, that bureaucratic bullshit like we had in New York City a few years back with the renewal school thing. You know, <laughs> yeah. hire, hire teachers, hire people with experience who know what they're doing. Um, and I think more, more money to special education, uh, everywhere I've worked, there's never enough special teachers and yeah, yeah, the budget's always stretched for that. Also like more money into sports, you know, extracurricular activities for the students will go a long way. Yeah. Like we had so many, like just awesome programs when I was in Ohio and, uh, like we had a TV studio, you know, I haven't been in one school that has that. And, uh. Right, not every school needs that, but they need something where it's like a cool thing the kids can do. Like a school radio station. Yeah. Yeah. Something like a school that. Podcast. Hey, you know, I, I, yeah. <laughs> school podcast. Hey. You know, I got That's right. Um, yeah, man. Now, there's there's a lot of there's a lot yeah, of things I mean, they can do. Yeah, you you need like federal wise, you need people who support public schools, you know? So uh um you you were uh how'd you let's, get into meditation? You, man, start interviewing you. What? <laughs> no, nah, you can. You can. That's how uh, I get into, how'd I get into teaching? How am I liking it? But... Education. Uh, I mean, meditation, meditation. Not education. Oh, so yeah. Um, so my whole life, right? ADHD. My parents didn't believe in, you know, getting diagnosed and getting Ritalin or any of that, which I appreciate, but always been a scatterbrain all over the place. Um, had major anxiety my first couple of years teaching in Harlem. I remember like never was prepared enough. Um, I'd have to stress eat on my walk from Metro North to the school. So I'd eat like a bagel and a, and a, you know, a, a donut. So eventually, long story short, I'm my third school, right? I'm at this school and um, we're getting started. And the AP says, hey, you know, by the way, um, you're looking to learn meditation. And I was like, what? Meditation? So uh, for years, you know, people are like, you should meditate. You should meditate. And I never took it seriously. Anytime I tried to do guided meditation, I laid down and I fell asleep. Um, so the first day working at this new school, all the kids, well, the kids at the school learn meditation, right? But first the teachers do. So they showed me meditation, um, you know, and it was uh, transcendental meditation. So you start with 20 minutes. Um, so you, you meditate for 20 minutes and then, uh, for the last two minutes, you just rest. So this is meditating with a mantra. So I've been doing this for four and a half years now, dude. And it's so life changing. Like it allows you to step back for a second when there's when there's like confrontation or conflict, um, I'm better to be organized. So like, I'm not going to blurt out and say something I'm going to regret as much. Um, it's, it's recommended to do it twice a day. When I do it twice a day, dude, I'm on point and I'm so calm and tranquil and just like Zen, um, a turning point a couple years ago. So like two or three years ago, I had a really bad, um, ninth grade class, right? Horrible. I'm meditating every day, but I'm like not as organized. So I'm doing it after school. I'm doing it whenever, like at night, so I said, you guys, all right, I'm sick of yelling at you. Let's make a deal, right? I'm going to start. What's going on? What's going on? What, what, oh, what, 
What's going on? Is this special guest? I don't know what's going on. What? This oh, is another guest. It's Perez. Wow, man. <laughs> Since you're it's a wrestling bitch. fan, I wanted to have someone like ambush. How like, dare I, you interrupt my meditation speech? <laughs> this is my life. This is what I'm all about. I felt bad because I was like, this is a great speech. Oh, it's great. Uh, <laughs> in, yeah. Um, so anyway. I'm a wrestling fan. I wanted to have someone ambush right, you. Right, right. I called uh, people I know you work with. So I called Kevin and Sullivan. And Sullivan was gonna do it, but he couldn't. He's ready. I really, I really wish I could do it, but it's he's on the mountain time because yeah, yeah. he's in a part of the country. He's like, he's like have fun. Ram's horn to get a signal. <laughs> so it was gonna be Sullivan and Perez, but right. you know, now, we got hey, Perez too. I'll, I'll, I want to hear the meditation side. But it, listen, <laughs> you can download this podcast. You can download this podcast. No, but um, we got something to add to that. Please do. Where are we at? Yeah, because you knew him before, right? No, but you did. Before and after. There we go. So anyway, I don't remember where I was at, but meditation. Did you hear the song, though? Oh, so yeah. Was it Stone Cold? Yeah, it was uh, the, the walk song. Oh, okay. Rob Van Dam. I dig that. Anyway, so... <laughs> Before we get into more fun stuff, um, so night and day, right? So I start waking up at 5.45, meditating 20 minutes while I'm in bed. I sit up on, against a pillow. I come into this crazy class, and it just allowed me to to be more more chill. So, like, they would talk back and get all crazy and get all loud. And uh, I would be able to take a step back and not take things personal and be able to see, like, these kids got stuff going on outside of me. It's not about me, you know, about other things. Um do you use like any um, apps or any any yes. type of? Uh, you do. Yeah, I use an app called Insight Timer. Okay. I'm glad you asked. Uh, you know, Insight Timer. It allows- <laughs> we'll get back to that in a moment. Insight. Timer it's another sponsor of the podcast, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. Shameless plug. Beyond Burger. Have you ever wanted to eat with cows in the morning? Well, you're in luck. At your um, yes. Yeah, so I use Insight Timer. Um, they have guided meditations, and they also have. Uh, you could set it so you hit a button to start, and then a bell goes ding. And then after that, I have the bell go ding 20 minutes later, and then I have two minutes of rest. And I've never once uh, regretted I've meditated. Never regretted it. And I've never Honestly, accidentally – And I've never accidentally said masturbate instead of meditate. And I always think that's going to happen. That's going to be a problem. I need a guided oh, masturbation. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I, I – uh... Yeah, I, I kind of think I need to do that, honestly. Like, I've, I've been um, I've been feeling a lot better just doing, doing more cardio, but I mostly just go downstairs and lift a lot. Right, which is its own that, meditation, too. You, you feel better. You do. And you're focusing and, um, on – yeah. No, so I, 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 I kind of did see you with the with the before and after, Jacob, with the meditation. Oh. So I, I saw, like, firsthand no, no evidence of, of it actually working. I actually meditated today. Oh, wow. When I came oh. in and you guys were talking about meditation, I was like, oh, man, no, I dropped this. <laughs> all worked out. Yeah. No, I, I tried try to guide one on YouTube because I don't have an app on any of that fancy. Right, right. I don't, I don't have a you know, plug where nobody sponsors me. Right. Oh, I'm, oh, listen, I'm gonna, no one sponsors I'm any of us. <laughs> sponsored when by White Wine. When, when I, I called, who knows? So I did some wonder. lady was like walking me through the guided meditation, like, okay, now you're going to feel the white energy emanating from your skull. I'm like, like a white guy. Oh, well, yeah. I don't know. But I, I would say like minute five was when I got into it. Like I, it, yeah. it worked a little bit because the first five minutes, right. you're thinking so much. Yeah, and you're thinking about like how much time is left. Let me check the clock. And that's the well, thing I don't. Why, is it, why is it not working? But yeah, then I, I did read somewhere that 
that's actually part of the process. Like, normal to have thoughts. Totally normal. Yeah. Yep. My wife and I went and got couples massage, and um, I couldn't enjoy it. And she, because the whole time, I was thinking they were like gonna like screw me over. Dude, I always wonder that if they're gonna turn me over and try something, and I'm always ready. No, to no, no, not that, there. not that. Oh. But, <laughs> <laughs> no, not. Actually, I, I was worried about the time you. limit because they're like. They're like it's it's twenty minutes for twenty dollars or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, That's not too bad. So I'm we're going, we're getting a massage, and I'm thinking in my head like, are they gonna tell me when it's twenty minutes? Or are they gonna charge me for thirty minutes and charge me ten bucks? You know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm thinking in my head. I'm like flipping out about it. I couldn't even enjoy the massage. I had to like sneak my arms so I could see my hand from under that little like donut thing they put your face in. And I was like, all right, it hasn't been twenty yeah, minutes yet. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, but I couldn't enjoy it the whole time. I was like stressing about that. But I mean, and, and she also was like just beating the crap out of me. This woman's like just elbowing me in the back, man. Like it was like I was fighting Stone Cold, man. It was crazy. I had a, I only had one massage in my life, and it was I used to work in an answering service. Which, and then my boss told us, "Hey, listen, you know, you guys been working really, really hard. I'm gonna do something nice for you." I got a masseuse. I got the masseuse for the whole day, nine to five. So he put us on appointments to go inside his office to get a massage. Now, when you think about massages, you think about like the candles and the essence and the music and yeah. the I'm in a room with fluorescent lighting, file <laughs> cabinets, and he's taking business meetings. So as I'm facing down, looking through the donor hole, I hear him say, listen, this, this quarter has actually been really, really good for us. So I'm like, this is the, the worst. <laughs> shirt on or shirt off? Shirt on. No, I, could, I couldn't do that. <laughs> you need a massage and you threw your shirt. <laughs> but my thing is like, is wait, he, wait, you had your shirt on during the massage? Yeah. I, I, what was it? He likes to watch. I, I had a guy do mine. You know. Listen, I, one, bro. I, I'll keep my shirt on. I don't know. The lady's name was Moon. I don't know. I don't know where it was going to go. It, it looked like it might have turned into like, I, 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 shut. I always, I always hope that they're not going to, you know, try something. So hold on. So uh Perez, you're gonna be like my co-host, man. You're gonna be my co-host. I got another question for Jacobs though. Uh so that's a great question. Let's answer but first let's talk about Foxconn. You ever wonder where the phone <laughs> comes from? Well, Foxconn, now working at Foxconn, we have our special suicide nets. If you're stressed from working a long day at a factory, uh, take a leap of faith. Take a leap of faith. <laughs> how, how did you become so, vegan? Uh, when did I become vegan? Oh, good question. Uh so I'm about uh, three and a half years now. It was June of uh, 2017, I believe. I dabbled in and out for a lot of years. Um, and then I was like a fish guy. So I mostly ate fish, not a lot of dairy. And then I fell off the wagon. When you're dating and stuff, it's hard to stay uh, with a with a, a, you know, a diet, like a plant-based diet with someone else that doesn't have it. So, uh, you know, I, 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 watched, I watched a documentary a few years ago. Um, was it the one about not eating meat? The one that came out like six years ago. Everybody yeah, was it was like a food one. I forgot what it was called. Yeah. Um, and then the one, that movie, Okja, on Netflix. I didn't see that one. It was, I don't uh, know any of this. Yeah. It's a little girl who like has a super piggy, like like these farms. Oh, yeah. It's like a yeah, hippo. Yeah. And then in like 18 years, you know, they're going to take the piggy back and they're going to slaughter it and whatnot. And uh, that did it for me. But I just, um, I feel better with a plant-based diet. Um, I, I like not eating animals. And uh, I notoriously have terrible indigestion. Uh, that's part of part of being, uh, you know, sixty-eight percent Jewish or whatever. 
ancestor will say now. Um, it's not it's not like how it used to be, guys. Remember back in the day, you get a protein bar in like the '90s, and it was just mm. chalk. Now you get a protein bar and it tastes like a candy bar, right? So I was thinking food looks good. What? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Your food actually, you're actually right. the thing with vegan food, yeah, or plant based food, whatever you want to call it. Um, when done right, it's amazing, right? Done wrong, it sucks. Like tofu, you gotta know to press the water out. You know, you gotta have to prepare stuff. And with the quarantine and COVID, man, before that we used to eat all these fancy vegan restaurants, and it was very expensive. Now we learned. I got a bunch of cookbooks, so you know we learned to make tons and tons of recipes. So when you can do it right, um, it's awesome. Overall, though, do you think it's like more expensive to do plant-based vegan meals or with the meat? Because I know, like the, I, I tried the uh impossible burger and it was like it was more like 10 bucks for a block yeah so like yeah price that... has gone down um yeah I, I think it is cheaper because i was eating a lot of meat i was eating a lot of fish a lot of chicken um yeah in the long run if you're cooking for yourself it's definitely cheaper for sure but if you're going like like high-end like fake cheese brands and mock meats and stuff like that it's expensive but okay I bought meat in a while it's probably comparable with the price yeah and like I remember they had like the Morning Star chicken nuggets. Right, right. They taste like chicken nuggets. Yeah, they do. Yeah, pretty good. But you don't get as many. Like, right. They, you know, you got to so learn all like, the tricks too, man. You get a block of tofu, you got to throw it right in the freezer and then you let it thaw out. It gives it more of like a, a chicken, like ripping texture. Um, you, we buy like, dude, we buy like two pounds of cashews a month, getting them wholesale now. That's, that's the creaminess. You know, you let that uh, sit in some water, blend it up. Um, then you got something called miso paste, which is an Asian cuisine, and that just gives something a nice cheesy taste. There's so many spices. Like, I was obsessed. My ADHD brain, I go into all these obsessions, and at one point during the quarantine, I was like, cookbooks, need cookbooks, gotta cook, gotta cook every day, you know? And uh, and that's what I was doing. And then I discovered foraging, and I started finding my own stuff. Oh, we gotta get into that. So Yeah, I was buying these expensive mushrooms, like Hen of the Woods mushrooms. I got at a vegan restaurant for like 17 bucks. They made wings out of these, and then... I start reading online, you know, you could find those. I'm like, what? I can find those in the wild? So that was my next obsession. So how, how'd you like find them though? Like you, like, uh, if, you, if I find a mushroom on the ground, right, I don't right. know, it could, it could kill you. Right. Like, so you gotta know what you're looking for. So different okay. times of the year, there are different types of culinary mushrooms that people look for. And they're not like your standard button mushrooms. They're totally different, um, you know, different characteristics, different tastes. There's some that are like meat, some that are like pork, some that are like chicken. And it sounds insane until you try it yourself. So I went on a foraging tour with a guy named Wildman Steve Brill. Shout out to the Wildman, wildmanstevebrill.com. That's an actual plug. We'll give that guy. Yeah, thanks. Let me, you know, let me talk more about that. Yeah, yeah actual <laughs> plug. Um, so this guy gives tours all the time, every weekend, $20 donation, yada, yada. So I got really interested there. And then the fact that I can find these mushrooms that I'm paying, you know, five bucks for a cluster or 10 bucks at the store. Um, so I started reading um, all about mushrooms that you can find in New York, right? So you got to know local what to look for. And then, you know, you go on Instagram and you can see what, what people are finding. Um, but, but yeah, read, read, read. And then not everything has a poisonous lookalike. So like the little brown mushrooms that grow in your yard, you know, you're not going to eat those. Those suck. Um, and then when, so I haven't, I have not been poisoned yet. I've been pretty lucky with this, um, but I've also been very smart about it. So I joined a mycological societies every Monday night, you know, you're meeting with people on zoom and you're 
seeing what you found, comparing it. And then um, there's stuff you can, you can take spore prints. It gets very scientific. You know, you take the cap off the mushroom and then you flip the gills, right? The line part onto a piece of paper, put a cup mm. over it and you see what color it stains the paper. And you can identify mushrooms that way as well. No uh, shit. Those are ones with gills. Yeah. And then there's ones that don't have gills called bolete and they have pores instead. I didn't know anything. I didn't care about science until like five months ago when I started doing this. Um, so yeah, uh, in the month of October is awesome. I was finding chicken of the woods. It's like a big orange or yellow um, shelf type mushroom. Doesn't look like a normal mushroom. It's a fungi that grows out of like dead and dying oak trees or different types of dead and dying wood. Um, and you cook it up, man. You bread it and fry it. It tastes like chicken. The texture's like chicken. People would say that, and I'm like, no way, man. Nothing tastes like chicken. Everyone says that. Well, actually, chicken's pretty bland, though, man. This one was just like chicken. Wow. Yeah, and then um, the next month, in in October, um, we were finding um, Hen of the Woods. It's also called Maitake in, like, you know, um, fancy restaurants and whatnot. We were found – I found – I cooked 24 pounds of it. Late in the season in October, we went to a cemetery, my friend and I. And we found like 14 giant clusters, maybe five pounds each, but they all had gone bad. They were growing wow. trees in the cemetery and no one knew to pick them. So they all molded, but um, it's awesome, man. I was making jerky like every day. Ask my wife, man. I was, I had a mushroom based diet. I wasn't shopping anymore. Every day I would make a different mushroom recipe. I was pickling. See, I'm like proud of myself just for bringing my own bags to Walmart. Yeah, man. That's big. <laughs> you know, hey, starting to cook yeah. for being self-sufficient. I, I couldn't I couldn't change a tire. I, I regretfully I'm ashamed to say it. Not a handy person, but hell. I could survive on fungi for a few days. Yeah, man. I've I, I know how to change a tire, but like I just now started driving, man. It's it's insane. Um oh, really? so the next question is actually for both of you guys. We'll let uh you go first and Lewis. Just what advice would you give your 16-year-old self? Meditate. High school drama does not last forever. Don't worry about it. Oh, let me see. Oh, you know what? Actually, what I will say is that you could blossom at different times. Yeah. So I think what happens with a lot of people in high school, you think like high school is your peak. Yeah. Right, right. Where you kind of demonstrate who you are as a person. But the older you get, you realize that there's different stages in your life. And you High can school actually, and shit. You can actually blossom right, at the yeah. age of 30. Right. You know, uh, changing a tire. You didn't know how to change a tire when you were 16. Next thing you know, you're 34 years old, you learn a different skill. So you can always add on to it. Like, don't... I feel like... I don't know about you, Jacobs, or Clark. You know, you guys both teach high school. So some of the high school students, that, that's what they think. They sort of feel like they're never going to grow out of that. That's it. Right. That's and it. especially when there's drama and friends are hating friends and turning on each other, they think that's the end of the world. And I try to tell them, yo... Happened to me too. I called my, it was like mean boys, you know, we had these kids, we kept having factions and turning on each other and talking about each other. And it was just like mean girls. And I say, you know, that's not the end. And you, you, there's life outside of high school, man. You reinvent yourself, start over. I'm so embarrassed to say, I still haven't watched that. The the Valentine's day episode of this oh, podcast, what? my wife was talking about mean girls. We we're supposed to watch it. You've never seen mean girls? I haven't watched no, I watched like I know what it is. And I love Tina Fey. I've seen 30 Rock like a thousand times, but I just haven't seen that show. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it, man. Right now I'm trying to watch uh the uh Black Panther movie on HBO Max, the Judas and uh Black Messiah. It's pretty good. Yeah, I gotta watch that. That's, on my That's good. That is a good movie. All we do I'm now is halfway watch through. Shows, so, yeah. 
it's great. It's acceptable at least, you know, sitting home on your ass watching shows and movies. Yeah, I mean, I go to the gym every day, man. I've been every day since February 1st. Um, I started my DDP yoga again. If, yeah, oh, see, that's why I want to talk. That's what I'm about the oh, yoga. Okay. That's what I'm saying about the yoga. I want to talk about the yoga. But um, if you could have any wrestler as your principal, who would it be? Macho Man. Macho Man for everything. Ooh, and your co-teacher. You're in the hallway again, yeah. If I see you there, I'm gonna, ooh, yeah, gonna get the elbow, yeah. <laughs> get out of the hallway, into the danger zone in my office, yeah. Uh, autistic man would be good too. You're the principal. Dead. The principal, you think? McMahon for principal, not co-teacher or guidance. McMahon runs a tight ship. Well, guidance counselor, you'd be like, you got to reach for that brass ring. (laughs) So, uh, this is kind of a history story, kind Uh, of a wrestling story. This kid. Anyway, what's up? Uh, Diamond Dallas Page would have to be something also. Oh yeah. Um this kid uh when I was in maybe like fourth, fifth grade, it's it's I vaguely remember it, but we all like had to it's for Black History Month, we had to research uh like a black historian, you know? And um so somebody got Booker T, right? And they didn't look up <laughs> Booker T Washington. <laughs> about Booker T the wrestler oh, and she still gave him credit but she was like <laughs> <laughs> like he comes up with his report I think I got um Satcho Page or something yeah. it, you know Jimmy black Ford baseball Stripper. player he had to bag groceries right. and play in the MLB at the same time it was crazy yeah that, that, we that, had a kid uh, we had a, doing an assignment where they were supposed to um, send a letter to they're supposed to be in the per- point of view of uh, someone in Hawaii when Hawaii became a state, right? Oh, wow. Uh, or, or write a letter to someone there. And this kid uh, turned in this assignment. Uh, it was Letter to the Rock. And he was like, Dear the Rock. Because I mentioned, I was like, yeah, you know, Hawaii's near Samoa and, you know, the Rock. And it was like my first year teaching. And this kid's like, Dear the Rock, I really uh, appreciate you being from Hawaii. Uh, I much love to watch you on WWE and all of your shows. Rock, why did you become a wrestler? And it had nothing to do with anything. Sorry to derail this thing, but uh, <laughs> thank you for dropping. No, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I am the ADHD guy. No, that's it. Just was crazy because it's like, like, what do you? I, mean, I don't know. And I think she. I think the kid still got credit, but it was like it was the wrong Booker T, you know? But like they're like he was born in 1960. I was like, wait, what? Can you? <laughs> <Detroit>, Michigan. Uh... <laughs> Um, did you guys ever substitute teach? Uh, no, I, I mean, I did coverages, but not like coverage. Oh, you just jump right into, uh, you like LeBron James, you just got drafted right away. No minor leagues. Yeah, I did the, I did the fellowship. So like, oh, yeah, like we, they, they, like I was, I, I was in college and they told me you're going to be, and I, I graduated college in June. They're like, you're going to be teaching in July. So I just started doing my fellowship in July. And then in August, I was in a real school, like working full time. Damn, dude, right in the workforce, this guy. Yeah, I, did, I did the field hours. I had field hours I had to do for class. So I was there for like six months in TAPCO. 
That's how I know, like, Mr. Link and all those. Oh, wow. I thought we weren't naming names, but here you go, folks. Yeah, he wasn't here for that. Uh, it's cool for us. Uh, I'll, I'll look that up. Galleries on no, 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 but, like, no, no, no. As, as long as you don't say anybody's name in, like, a, a bad way. You can find anyone's salary that you work for with in the state of New York. Disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Put in disclaimer. As long as there's no uh, negative no, things. I was just saying, like, that right, right. my first, like, yeah. experience because I was a student teacher. At my wife's school. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> at, at a school in the Bronx along Webster Avenue, and the teacher that day he was absent, and then I kind of started co-teaching with the with the special ed teacher. So it was like my first taste of being in control of the classroom. So yeah, we all sure. worked we the same. Say what? We all worked for uh, the same devil woman. Oh, I was gonna say devil time. woman too. So we're, we're getting into that now. Not a sexist what thing. Was your... She was a woman. She happened to be a devil. You know, <laughs> like Rob, Rob, not Rob Schneider, Rob Zombie, Devil Man, Devil Man. That's a song. What was your, uh, do you have any like uh, observation stories? Yeah. were just, yeah. All right. Yeah. Go um, ahead, man. There's only five people listening to this. My, my, uh, I, I, my I got about 20 downloads per episode, right, fine, buddy. Fine, right, 20, <laughs> uh, I'm at one of them's the UFT. Right. <laughs> I'm at the school where kids meditate. I'm the number so, one um, podcast on Tuesdays between 12 and, and 1 p.m. <laughs> My wife thought it was live. She's like, I'll sit next to you and we'll, you know, listen to you on the... I'm like, no, it's not like that. Okay, I'll, I'll send it to you. You listen to it when you walk on the treadmill or whatever. Um, so, uh, shit. Let's see. Okay, so, yes. So uh, my school meditates, and uh, after a couple of different periods in the day, there's like a 10-minute gap where you turn the lights off, you ring a bell, kids close their eyes and meditate, right? So one day, I came. they, they came in for a surprise observation. I had no lesson plan. I knew what I was doing. It was a good lesson. So at the end, I say, hey, uh, it's time for a quiet time meditation. Why don't you, assistant, why don't you principals uh, join me? And you guys uh, clear your desk and close your eyes. I'm like, that's a good idea, right? So the principal closes his eyes. I turn the lights off, ring the bell. I run to my computer and I'm typing frantically. I'm like, lesson plan, warm up, steps, essential questions. And I keep looking over to see if the principal's sleeping. His eyes are closed, still there. He's got a little smile on his face, eyes are closed. Run back to the computer, finish the lesson plan, share it, boom, send. Um, yeah, so I, I tricked them into joining us as a meditation so I can write a lesson plan. That had to be. That has to be like a record for writing a lesson plan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it becomes easy after a while. You have like a basically a template, you know, and you yeah. just no. I mean, it's, it's all it's backwards planning. Anyway, it's what they tell us to do. You're supposed to make yeah. the assignment first, and then plan how you're gonna deliver it. Yeah. So it's like you make the assignment, then you make the PowerPoint based on the like assignment, your, then you your eight shit exactly. Yeah. So I mean, you kind of did the right thing. I, I got um, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but I. I got, for me, this was a, so there's this guy, right, who was the, the principal, um, assistant principal, really, but uh, he was a, he, he was a scumbag. Was he and, the guy who wore his father's clothes, very baggy clothing? Or no, 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 it's a different school, different school. Oh, okay, gotcha. So, he, uh, he would uh, high five women when they walked in right to the to the school he'd high five them. and um my wife at the time told me this guy was doing that he's like he always hits me high five he's a great guy 
And I saw him give a high five to another female teacher, and then he turned around and checked out her ass. And I was like, oh, don't high five that motherfucker anymore. Like, <laughs> he uses it, that for the setup. <laughs> so he was also the guy observing me. And he was supposed to observe my formal observation, like the one where like you plan it out, you know what I'm saying? And you you make this like your your big observation and you plan right, out, you know? And he never showed up. He's like, yeah, we'll do it again. Sorry, I forgot. So I, I made another like huge observation. I'm getting observed for it. I, I plan out this crazy elaborate lesson. He doesn't show up. So it's two, right? This happens like eight times. He just never shows up to my observation. That's like make or bake my career. The guy's just not committed to observing me because he doesn't really care because he's not really uh, going to be there anymore. He was like an ATR, you know, but he was the guy who was supposed to observe me. So finally, I went and like told the boss, like the head principal about this guy, what was going on. Next thing you know, he's like, we're doing the observation today, but I don't have anything planned. You know, so I rushed the whole thing. Like that's my like bad observation story. It was going good and everything, but it was it was shitty. You know, you guys have any bad like interview or demo lesson stories? I asked. I never did a demo lesson. Never did one. I my interviews went. I have a bad interview though. I interviewed at a school. Uh, it was like an A plus school in the Bronx, I think, and it was a school where the kids were in the same class all day. So the teachers rotated and I never did a demo lesson before. I only taught in the suburbs as a substitute. So I had no idea what I was doing. And uh, we got there and it's and it's the last day of school, I think. So I'm like, I'll do a readings review lesson, Jeopardy, right? We'll do Jeopardy. It was so bad. The, like the format of everything, like the color, like you couldn't even see the questions. And um, I didn't know what I was doing. And it, I was like, so I started talking all like, uh, what's it called? Like code switching, you know? I started talking all what I thought the kids talked like. Oh, so, shit. yeah, they'd be like, the answer is veto. And I'm like, yeah, veto, that's when you're the president. And you're like, chill with that law, chill. Uh-uh, uh-uh. And you went for the it was so cringe. And uh, it, what, it went horrible. The technology wasn't working. There was like, a, the computer was freezing. I, <laughs> I yeah. Um, and then afterwards, like, what happened? You know, how do you think it went? And I was like, well, you know, I've never taught at inner city school before. And they were like, excuse me. And I was like, oh, shit. Uh, I didn't get that job. What do, you, what do you mean, us people? Yeah. So then I started, I started recording all my interviews and listening to, you know, playing it back. And uh, eventually I got good at it. But yeah, yeah, that was uh, not a good one. Nah, man, I had, a, I had a bad interview, though. This was, uh, this was bad, but it was like the whole thing went great except the end. So um, I was going to work at a school and in China. The question is, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I was in Oregon school in Chinatown, and I had um, I had applied there actually my first year teaching, and um, before I even waited to hear what they said, I ended up taking the job from the Devil Woman. That's how I know you guys. So, oh, man. Um, oh, man. I I, uh, I ended up working there, and, <laughs> uh, you know, two years later, I decided I'm gonna go back to the China Chinatown school, you know. So I go down there and I, I, I set up an interview. Um, arrive at the interview, I'm telling them all these stories about everything. I have all this data and you know, everything's just, you know, going great, you know? And then uh, at the end, I'm like, you know, 
yeah, you know, my first year teaching, I didn't miss one day. I didn't miss one day. And they're like, oh, wow, that's, that's amazing. He came all 180, you know, 84 days, whatever it was. I was like, yeah. They're like, how many days you missed your second year? And I was like, nine. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't tell them, like, my knee got dislocated. I did. I just said oh, that. So and they're like, you're not happy and you're in a hostile work environment. <laughs> you get sick more somehow. Because <laughs> I had they're like, you nine, missed nine days. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, you. Yeah, ten. it looks like I just wasn't coming to work for like right. a week and a half, you know? But I was like, nine, you know? And they're like, whoa, what? You know, and they, they didn't really say anything. They were just like, well, okay, see you later. I should have said, my knee popped out. It was a huge deal. Couldn't come to work, blah, blah, blah. Didn't cover that. I just walked out. I was like thinking, I got the job. Yeah, you should have said. because They there's never sent you an email part. saying. <laughs> just seen the chart go down. Okay, he's zero. Yeah, it's right, just, right. I, I was out of 10. And then by the end, it was like. <laughs> Yo, Perez, do you remember the year we were going crazy giving kids attentions? Oh, yeah. And they I, deserved I, it, first off. Um, I was giving attentions to kids in the hallway, like on the steps of the building outside school, like, like on the way to Party City. This was like the greatest record I've ever seen. Mark McGuire, Sammy Mark McGuire, Sammy of the It was it was ridiculous. You had to fill out this form, and then you had to email it to like the dean, the principal, all these people. But like, we got really good at it after a while. And I'm like, oh, detention. I'm like, what'd you say? And it's because like, even my teacher, I was like, I don't care. You're breaking the rules. Detention. When I was a substitute teacher. I was giving detention to kids, and like that's unheard of, you know. I was in the suburbs, and I was like, "You guys had attention," and like they would carry it out, and I was like, "Shit!" They're like that's a sub that gave us attention. I was like, "You're damn right, I did." Right, right. You got a little drunk with power, though. You, you let it get to your. I head. definitely did. Um, <laughs> one time, I, I, I also gave when I was substituting. I also gave kids. I'm not extra even your student. <laughs> yeah, I gave extra homework, and the, the teacher called me. I was like, "You're not. You can't do that. That's my class." And I'm like, "They were bad. I gave them extra homework." I don't know. I remember once you you went into the auditorium, and you were at. I think you were like at 53 and you left the auditorium with 58. Right, right. That's true. How do you get five detentions? Yo, man, they just happened. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I sent you a, I sent you a list of all the ridiculous stories. Uh substitute teaching. Oh, one time they found my YouTube channel. Um when I, I would make stupid funny videos and all my background wrestling was on uh one channel. And I was teaching in the suburbs. I was subbing in uh, middle school, elementary school, high school. And one day I'm substituting and it's a science class and they're all doing their work. And I'm on the computer and I hear kids laughing and looking at me. And they're on a computer and they're like, is that him? Is that him? And um, I go to my comments on this one video called Wrestler Breaks Ramp. So it's me walking out to a backyard wrestling ramp, right? It was on a bunch of stupid, like, ridiculousness shows like that. So I walk and then the ramp collapses and hits me in the face and I fall down. And I read the comment, and it goes, holy shit, this guy's my teacher. And I was like, awesome. And another time, uh, so then spring break happens a few months later, and I go to California, and, you know, I'm, I'm only a few years out of college. So I get really drunk, right? And uh, my friend and I are in his kitchen, and I'm lip-syncing um, a few different songs, like Amish Paradise, and then um, Trick Daddy. You know, remember, um, uh-huh, okay, what's oh, up? Yeah. Shut up. Shut right, up. That one, right? So That's a great song. So I'm, yeah, I'm drunk and I post to YouTube. Miami answer. So uh, I get back to school after spring break. I'm walking on the hallway. I'm substituting. And a uh, middle schooler, seventh grader says to me, uh, how was your break? I said, My good. How about yours? And then she looks at me and goes, uh-huh. Okay. What's up? Shut up. I turn red. I walk. Holy on shit. My YouTube channel. Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit, dude. I'm getting fired. Because at one point, well, I'll leave it at that. So yeah. So I was drinking and it was, I was lip syncing. 
and yeah, I deleted all the videos and dude, every day, like, tell us about your backyard wrestling. I heard you were, you know, uh, your lip sync video, you look like you're really drunk. And I'm like, oh my God, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't substitute middle school the rest of the year. I'm like, I'm not going in, you know, like AJ King and they're calling my backyard wrestling name. It was a disaster. And I was like Adam Sandler in that school. I would go out in the town and kids would walk up to me and shit. And, um, is one day I went to California and this guy I was staying with gave me a shirt that said cannabis cup, right? It was like some festival, oh, shit. right? So I wore this shirt one day, you know, meet my friend for ice cream, right? I don't care what I'm wearing. I put this shirt on and I realized it has a giant pot leaf on it. So I get to uh, the ice cream place and all of a sudden I, uh, this guy taps me on the shoulder and he goes, excuse me, are you Mr. Jacobs? And I'm like, I turn around and I'm like, oh, hey. And then I look at my shirt and I see the big weed leaf. So I take my arm and I cover it, right? And um, it was so awkward. I'm like, yeah, how's it going? How you doing, huh? And I start talking all fast to her compensate. Nazi salute at me. Yeah, right? No. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, you're my kid's substitute teacher. And I look at my shirt again, and I see it just says cannabis. You found you in California? What? California? No, I got back. It was a shirt I, my, that someone oh. gave me in California. So this is back in New York. So I'm taking one arm to cover the top of the shirt. It says cannabis. I got the other arm trying to to cover the part that says uh, the, the big weed leaf. It was a disaster. And like a few weeks later, I substitute and a little kid comes up to me and goes, you're weird, you're weird. And I'm like, oh my God, like find me a real teaching job. Get me out of the suburb. Because uh, in the suburbs, you know, you do one little thing and everybody knows because there's nothing going on. And then you go into the Bronx and you know, the the biggest uh, regret of a kid, something I've said to a kid, <laughs> you could edit this out if you need to. Um, Oh, Real wow. quick, this, this there was this kid, you know, he was he was kind of like, can I, can I say punk? Is that a bad thing anymore? He, he was right. one of my kids, so I'll second that. He All right, yeah. Kid. So he had these arm tattoos, and uh, one day he said to another kid, "I was teaching, I was writing on the board, history, you know, like then the Spartans did this thing," <clears throat> and the kid goes, "You tweaking me? You tweaking me? Right? You got me tweaking." He said to this girl, and I didn't know what that meant, so I turned around and I said, "Hey, can you please stop talking about twerking? I'm trying to do a, a global lesson." <laughs> Yeah, so uh, everyone laughed at him, and uh, he he was really hard. You know, he got embarrassed, and he said, you know, you know, f you and all this stuff, and uh, you a pussy, you know. And I'm like, whoa! And he's like, you a pussy, you a pussy, all this stuff. And then I said, yeah, why don't you see me in the hallway, right? On it, like obviously to talk to him, but like I think I wanted to sound tough at the time. Or again, early in my teaching career, kid comes out of the hallway, and he calls me that name again. And in my mind, I got the best comeback. Like it's appropriate, it's witty, it's smart. It's gonna like burn this kid. What comes out of my mouth was something I always hated. He goes, you a pussy. And I go, you are what you eat. And I'm like, what? I just said that? And in my mind, I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm done. This is it. <laughs> so uh, I walk back in the class like, oh, shit. This is my man. And this all this stuff. Like at me. Like, yeah, it was awesome. And I'm like, oh, my God. I, was, I didn't mean to say that. And I just blurted out. I, you know. So then a couple periods later, I'm like, it's after lunchtime. And I'm like, oh my god. I'm like, did you guys um, do you guys hear anything about me? Anything I said? They're like, no. And I'm like, really nothing. Like, no. And I'm like, okay, yeah, it's a city. No one cares. <laughs> These kids, you know, a lot of ridiculous stuff happens. But yeah, that was a uh, that was a brain fart. Poor kid. I mean, he can't watch a twerking video now without you know. <laughs> Is that still a thing? <laughs> he can't see uh, Nelly's tip drill without without seeing your face. That video was insane. Remember that video? Tip drill. Tip drill video was like. And why? They didn't even show it on BT. It was on BT after dark. Right. What's up? Right. You have the credit card going in the butt crack, and then you have a guy wearing a Ray Buchanan jersey. Like, who's wearing a Ray Buchanan jersey? 
from the Falcons, like <laughs> quarterback. It was very obscure. That really stuck out to me. Both those things. Well, I mean, listen, you that's the you are what you eat. Um, what's the smush to your face? Oh, smush to the face. Um <laughs> my first year of teaching, uh, there was a kid who was uh chasing a girl with my my globe or something that was like part of my classroom. Um, another teacher was was covering, and I come in and I said, "Hey, don't do that, right?" And I called him a punk, and I said, "You're a real punk." And then I kept saying it, I guess, because uh, I didn't know what I was doing. They don't really teach much in grad school, guys. It's all in the job training and experience. And then he um, smushed me in the face, so I got hit in the Ooh. face by this kid. Yeah, and I went in the hallway, and in my mind, I'm like, "Follow this kid, like what's going down?" And I didn't do anything because I was rational. Um, even though before meditation and the kid walked by the next period and he goes, my fault. And, uh, I didn't, wasn't going to press charges, man. You know, I got my street cred and, uh, that's not how I roll. Um, so it turns out this kid was like a kid who robbed and jumped a Chinese food driver like a couple weeks back and stuff. Oh yeah. So it's crazy. So we had to go to like the whole, you know, down to city hall or whatever they do to spend kids. And I sit there with the parent and the kid and the person in charge kept going, where did he rip this notebook? He ripped the notebook. Where exactly did it happen? And I'm like, what? Look, this kid hit me in the face, you know? Um, so, yeah, that was ridiculous. That's the only time a kid has hit me. Um, was it the same kid that got arrested? No, there was a kid that got arrested. Yeah, there was a kid. Yeah, this is back, it was back in Harlem. Yeah, he was did get arrested. Guy? Oh, no, no, no. This is when you no, I hope the kid's doing better now. But, yeah, uh, it was it was a mess. Okay. I thought it was the first year when we met. I didn't know right. it was in Harlem. I also I'm, – I'm also the teacher who carries around fake rubber cockroaches and keep in my pocket um, because I can put them on kids' desks and kind of palm it and walk away. Half the kids get scared. Half of them don't care. Um, I also think if you carry that in your pocket, right, and you ever get, like, abducted or you're held hostage, you could kind of, like, distract the kidnapper for a second by throwing this cockroach, you know? So I try to keep it in my pocket. Um, yeah, it's weird. <laughs> but um, – what, oh, what am I getting at? So, all right. So the principle that we all had. Um, that's nameless. So one time, right before she absolutely gave up on trying to enjoy me as a person, um, I'm walking by and she goes, Hey, uh, kill this bug for me. Right. So I, I go to the office. And I go, ah, so there's a roach walking around in the principal's office. I take a textbook and I raise it five feet. I drop it splat. Right. And I go, all right, my work here is done. And then she goes, thank you so much. And then my idiotic impulsive brain before meditation goes, put the fake cockroach out now. So what did I do? I took the cockroach, I put it on the keyboard, and I go, oh, my God, what is that? And she goes, ah, and jump back five feet. And I go, ha-ha, that's a rubber cockroach. <laughs> and then ever since then, it was like surprise observation. It was, it, was, it was bad. That was the nail well, in the coffee for me. Yeah. She, she was um, nice to me, like, the first year, you know? Yeah. And everyone didn't like her. And I kept hearing these, like, horror stories. And I was like, wow, that sounds like a terrible person, yep. you know? And then um, the second year, right, you know, she, like, turned against me and, like, Weird. hated me, mm. you know? And I remember, like, it was yesterday, mm. I had to read this exam during the Regents, and it was a history exam. And you guys have the longest readings in any exam. No, you know? science is the worst. In English, ELA is the worst. Like, nah, man. You don't read. You can't read those ones, actually. You're uh, not supposed we, to. We do. Well, you shouldn't. So that's a we're reading not, test. You're not supposed read to read. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm putting the read aloud room. Yeah. Like we're doing illegal stuff. It's literally part of the IEP, but go on. 
That's no, the but, market of regions reading. Yeah. You're not supposed to read the reading ones, though. That's what they told us. No, yes. the ones that you're supposed to read, we read. But anyway, go on. Yeah, so, anyways. Uh, the history exam is super long. I'm reading this crazy exam, and I'm in a double room. So I'm in a, you know, these kids, are they get twice the time. It's a six-hour test. I'm just reading this test, reading this test, reading this test all day, reading it over and over again. And I run out of water. Uh-oh. So I open the door. Oh, right. Look to my left, look to my right. I don't see anyone from my school. Who do I see? That motherfucker right there. Louis Perret, my man. He come walking out. No, I was like, hey, man, you give me some water? And I hand him my water bottle. And he's yeah. like, yeah. He goes to give me some water. Comes not, back and hand me the water. In, I never stepped in the room either. No, you didn't step in the room. Yeah, yeah, I hand yeah. you the water. He goes to get the water. On his way back, the devil swoops in on her bat-like wings. <laughs> just casting a shadow. Scepter in hand. Just cast him aside. You will never go in that room. You know, and I was like, my water bottle. <laughs> then she comes to curse me out. I was like, I've been reading this room for six fucking hours. Where's my water at? You know? No breaks. He pulled a ninja move on me. Because when you, when I saw you, and I saw you in distress, I saw it in your face. This is a man that has seen something. I was parched. I was parched. <laughs> so I'm like, hey, listen, what's up? Blah, blah, blah. He's like, listen, I need to get a little bit of water, man. Can you do me a solid? I say, like, yeah, I got you. Don't worry about it. You know, I like to dance with the devil sometimes. So I go get him water. I, and I feel her because she wears heels all the time. So all I hear is clickety clack. It's a horror movie. Click, 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 <laughs> you ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? <laughs> I'm walking with one of the teachers that works in your school, who's mm -hmm. one of the buddies that we won't say who it is. But he starts feeling himself. I guess he's he's just down. He's he's out of the school mentally. So he's like, you know what? Fuck this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and so well, maybe he didn't say that, but he, he said something along those lines. And I was like, yeah, he man. Said it. He said it. <laughs> And then we just start shit talking, not realizing, you know, clickety clack is right behind us. So when we leave, I looked at him and I said, listen, you're going to have to deal with her because I, I got hired already. I think you're going to have to be looking for another school because she's not going to, she's not, she wasn't too happy with him after that. I think, she, and she sent an email to my principal saying, can you please keep your lackeys off of our floor? <laughs> lackeys. And you also have teachers. What she said in the email that I was disturbing the region's process and that I was inside the room. <laughs> I never stepped foot inside the room. Uh, so she lied on me. I don't like that. She yeah, she flopped into my room talking about, he can't be in here. He can't, they'll have another teacher in the room. I said, he wasn't in the room. I stepped into the hall to hand him the water bottle. And I was like, I'm gonna break in five and a half hours, you know? I'm parched. I'm gonna read this test over and over to the same six kids. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you make teachers teach in three different classrooms each? Like uh, nothing made sense. Well, I had a uh, I, I was in three different rooms, so I had one of those big. What is the thing that the the thing that you put the TV on and has the wheels? Yeah, I had one of those, and I printed out a license plate that said like "Too fast for you," and I called it the. Uh, I had a cool name like the Dragon Bird. I'd whip that through the hallways, and then in parent teacher night, I would walk around just. Carrying a Bluetooth speaker, blasting music. Well, the good thing I was is totally checked out. 
You will go down the hallway like Moses parting the water. All the kids just j- jump to the side. That's and true. Was, and it got to a point where I'd walk down the hallway and I'd be blasting Stone Cold music in between oh yeah. the hallway time. And I was like an ambulance chaser. I was right yeah, behind. Yeah, it was awesome. If I needed to get to a class, I just jumped on right behind that little train. No carrier boss thinks the possibilities are endless, except for moving up. That's not. <clears throat> yeah, I went from, um, you know, a teacher that was supposedly developing to highly effective, so. Yeah, when I left, too, I got a way better rating. I will say, after going through that, though, I think that made me a better teacher. Yeah, oh, 100%. 100%. When, you have a, when you have a reasonable principal, you know, make even sure. the Even the school I'm in now, yeah. when I tell them about all these stories that, you know, we said or about to say or whatever, they don't believe me. It sounds like this fairy tale, like purgatory. Like there's no way that somebody wouldn't give water to a thirsty man. <laughs> Crazy. There's no way that a teacher would be forced to give out 60 detentions in two days. <laughs> I'm like, listen, it's like tall tales. Like when you're out of sea and you're making shit up and he was 50 feet high, 50 feet high. But no, I'm saying like it just made me a better teacher. Like nothing, nothing phases me. You know, especially yeah. I think I told I told you, Jacobs. I think I told you too, Anthony. Like there was a time <laughs> kids drawing penises. No, it's a story that I had. <laughs> I wasn't just typing it. Kids drawing penises. Oh. No, she saw me. <laughs> saw me like six months into it. At this point, my relationship with her kind of fractured because also you were close to me and i was uh, i was close you know, to i was competitive off the bat because i thought we were being given unreasonable you know instruction yeah this motherfucker's throwing new principles like the cockroaches all over the place yeah right for real on the house with her and i started getting cool with the older teachers and she wanted to fire all of them so i i just got in with the wrong crowd yeah. so she gives me an observation she brings me into the room it was a horrible observation. I got a bunch of ones, twos, maybe one, three. The, the one, three was professional development because I went to a PD. That's the, my only saving grace. <laughs> so she's talking to me and like mid, halfway through, she goes, um, uh, but do you like teaching? <laughs> oh, yeah. I said, no, nah, I, I love teaching. I start going through my little spiel or whatever. No, nah, I love it, man. You know, I, it's in my bones, it's in my blood. She's like, you know, my bones. <laughs> you can you got you got arthritis? No, so she's like, yeah, because you know, I feel like your fire has dimmed. Like you you don't seem to have it anymore. There's something uh, going on with you. And she just basically and kind of told me to find another job. Like, you know, maybe this ain't for you. Cause she's yeah, look, teachers, the kids love you, but it's not all about the kids loving you. You gotta be a good teacher. And I just thought I was that day I was done with her. I was like, listen, I'm, I kind of felt like a shitty teacher. I'm not a lie. Cause that woman did, maybe it was just me, but she kind of did make me feel for that one day. Like I can't, what was wrong with me? Like I can't fucking teach. You know, I thought I was good. I thought the kids liked me. I thought the lessons were going good. Uh, but she just basically told me like, you know, quit. And she never, after that really talked to me. She never gave me an observation. Cause you know how they sit with you and they talk to you, blah, blah, blah. Sure. So I, I was done with her from that point. Like, it's a wrap. Yeah, that was it, man. You know, and we had to reapply for our jobs. And what's the point if, if we're not happy there anymore? And now look at us. We're we're all at schools we like with uh, reasonable administration and everything's is going well. Only you know, eight teachers got pulled, remember. Out of what, what was it, like 40 teachers? Only yeah. eight teachers came you know, back. On, on top of that, bro, I was there and I had a, you know, a really toxic relationship I was in. So it was like double duty. It was crazy, man. And I was also suing that principal too with the 
with the um, uh, state special ed. So yeah, it was, it was crazy. I, I was teaching out of license and I complained about it and they were like, too bad. Well, that, that's, uh, that's what you used to bring up in the meetings because every Monday we had the, the history meetings. Right, right. So it will start off the same way. You know, we had our coach and she'll go around the, she'll go around like, how you feeling? How was your week? Yeah. And I loved it because when she's going down like yeah. duck, duck, goose, I'd say, well, today I my love, my and passion for teaching died today, and oh. uh, our administration—they're—they're they're incapable of, of knowing how teachers feel, and they're incompetent, and they couldn't uh, cut it as teachers. So no, I, I, I would go on these rants, and I'm like, I don't care if they tell them; I want them to know, you know. You know, she she used to say like, oh, you know, I I, I can see, oh, right, and she would just be writing this stuff right. down. I guess uh, do you remember? Do you remember when we all wore black? Uh, she had that one teacher removed or fired. And what? The next yeah. day, yes, yeah, so the next day, um. Everyone wore black, and uh, she came to the meeting to explain, you know, what happened and whatever. And at some point, we were like, "Okay, guys, we stood up, we turned our backs to her, and then we walked out of the room." And she goes, "Business as usual, I guess." Uh, it was a very powerful thing. And then, you know, for like weeks after that, each day, all the teachers wear a certain color out of solidarity. It was crazy, crazy times, man. But she had a well. You were the one that started the revolution. Yeah, yeah. I was the guy who was not tenured. Uh, yeah, no, I, was, I was like the union mole. You know, I was like, yo. Uh, I, I got a little lose, man. I was like thinking about other careers at that point. Like, I don't like this anymore. Yeah, I almost, I almost gave it up. No, I remember she came to my class one time because I, I started working there a year later. A year later, and I tried to warn you, man, but. But when she came to my class and you're there. <laughs> she was like, "What is that?" Well, what about when I was the cheese man? How about that? Cheese oh, cheese man! This lady hated me. Um, so when I used to eat uh, cheese, I'd go down to Arthur Ave to uh, La Casa de Mozzarella, and I would get uh, the smoked cheese ball, right? And you could slice it up. It was real nice. It was like uh, fresh mozzarella. And I'd bring it back to happy hour, and everybody was loving it, so they started calling me the cheese man. So then you guys had, like, what, you're at the year party? or well, Christmas party. Cheese, <laughs> cheese <laughs> man was showing up, yeah. Yeah. Well, they, they, it, well, and someone goes, hey, is the cheese man coming? The principal's like, yeah, bring the cheese man, right? Give me the cheese man. <laughs> yeah, tell him to come. Invite whoever. And then you go... It's Jacobs, and she goes, "Oh no, Wait, you, you did, <laughs> you did that that newscast." Oh, that's right. Yeah, I was on the news. Uh, you were on the news as the cheese man. As a cheese man, right? <laughs> they asked me. Hey, oh, I saw a really cute girl uh, holding a, a microphone being filmed. So at the time, Man, was she was the best. Um, shout out to my wife; she's awesome. I, I said, uh, "Hey, what's going on over here?" She said, "We're we're filming about urban legends. Do you know any?" And I go, "No." And she goes, "Really?" And I go, "Well, can I make it up?" She goes, "Sure, I don't care." So I go, "Okay." And then they f start filming, and I'm talking about like Mitch or, or hey, Vinny, the mozzarella man. And every now and then, every Tuesday night, you can hear the snapping sound of fresh mozzarella if you listen closely. And it was on the news, and uh, it was cool. You know that that reminded me of the remember that leprechaun thing that came out? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. It was, it was it's a good to be a cracker. Alabama leprechaun. That was great. Oh, yeah. Mobile. Leprechaun. Give me the gold. Um, but yeah, man, substitute teaching. You guys learned a lot of stuff. Oh, I got observed once when I would be like representing Iran about the nuclear thing. And, um, uh, you know, like the government's response to 9-11, the Iraq war. And I always had like the Alex Jones type view. Um, you watched that movie called The Zeitgeist? Yeah, what? man. Yeah, that was that was a big one at the time. Um, so I was like, I guess I'll be a teacher and I'll teach the kids the real history and I'll awaken everyone and, you know, open up your third eye. Yeah. But again, I look to like, I don't teach shit that's hidden in history, obviously, you know, like there are real conspiracies, like there's stuff like 
you know, the all the companies that did business with the Nazis in World War II, like Fanta oh. Orange is an orange soda. Um, so Coca-Cola started a new company in Nazi Germany um, because they didn't want to um, break the Trading with the Enemies Act in the United States. So they um, started Fanta Orange and they used, um, you know, ingredients that were found in Germany. And that became a thing. You want a Fanta, want a, you know, Nazism. <laughs> so that's a thing. And then you have um, Hugo Boss, who made the SS uniforms. Uh, IBM, who had the computer punch card. What was his name? Hugo Boss. Huh. So I would, yeah. So I like to teach about that when I teach about you know, Holocaust and stuff. Um, yeah, like uh, I remember, I remember in Harlem, right? I, they gave me an elective my first year teaching, and I was like, I'm gonna do uh, history through film. And I showed JFK, and because kids were absent so much, it took me like a month and a half to to do this whole lesson, this unit. And I had them write about JFK the movie, and this girl wrote about the magic bullet, right? So when I read her paper, it's like, yeah, the magic bullet. I don't believe it. Because magic does not exist. And what does the government <laughs> think that magic exists? Are you kidding me? And like that was hilarious. And that wasn't the point, obviously. It's like that, you know, this bullet, uh, you know, changed it turned. And, turned yeah. and it was like in perfect condition when it was found on the stretcher. But yeah, the kids, you know, they always see the, the, the best. But they, they love conspiracy theories. Oh, they do. They do. In Harlem, it was huge. They would always be selling the books on the, on the street and stuff. Dude, they were harmless back in the, they were harmless, but now they are like causing people to storm the Capitol. Now it's but crazy. But Any you know conspiracy where Trump is the good guy? Like, come on, man. But you Hold know, on. I got I got something for that actually. I wrote down. Uh censor us, bro. Two things real quick. So doing <laughs> on conspiracies, right? Did you know you guys watch Bob's Burgers? I've seen a few episodes. It's good. The voice actor that plays Jimmy Pesto was one of the guys who stormed the Capitol. What? Yeah. But what's funny about that, that was that would have been a great episode of Bob's Burgers if he saw from across the street the Jimmy Pesto guy getting arrested by the feds. And I mean, I, I just think this whole thing is just nonsense, though. The whole QAnon conspiracy, they're talking about Obama is Hitler's grandson or something. Yo, I know a guy that literally thought that Trump was going to get inaugurated this week on three four. He told me like a month, yeah. ago, a month ago. Yeah, yeah. They think that. Dude, they they, they think that like the Jews had space lasers and Bill Gates gave Texas a blizzard with some kind of like weather machine. Like they're making, they're making the. I mean, they like, have the, stuff that the, can do the that. The Democratic right? Party sound like like Cobra Commander. Like it right, right. it's just but craziness. You, you can actually the ghetto ranks. Yeah, you could teach a class of conspiracy theory. You could, you could. You totally could. But you're debunking them. Because now they're dangerous, but like when they were cool and fun, you could teach about hidden history and stuff that got covered up, you know? No, but you just got to debunk them because if you don't. Right. Now you got to debunk them because there's ridiculous shit that actually gets people killed. Like the lizard thing with Bill Gates, you know? Yeah, yeah. David Icke with lizard stuff. And I was, dude, huge conspiracy guy for years. I remember looking at the UFO stuff and then I got into the political stuff and then 9 11 and then it's a rabbit hole. And I can't imagine how many relationships and friendships I've, I've probably had end because I was so hardcore about that for so many years. You just can't make a blizzard though. I don't think they understand exactly like like specific heat and like the, the density of water and how hard it would be to actually construct a, there has been weather a working problems. blizzard over like a, a, a state yeah. like texas you know like yeah. you could use that in a class you throw the science behind it right. that, that could actually be a fun class you guys think of what i'm thinking <laughs> <laughs> the macho man randy savage yeah 
But um, sorry, I can't find the good soundboard. But anyway, I had to. Throw right, it you tried, man. But <laughs> hey, man, you interrupted my meditation speech. That's my life. Nah, it was it was uh, yeah. it wasn't supposed to be the meditation speech. Hey, it was man, supposed to be on at ten o'clock, and he was supposed to come out at ten thirty. I just want to after all your questions. I want to talk. came on. I want to talk to the three listeners out there. Okay, the next podcast will be a lot more comfortable. I'm gonna drink a glass of wine beforehand. It's gonna be great. It's my first time. We got Fred. Oh, yeah. Perez is my emotional support guy, you know? Emotional support friend. We're left. Oh, yeah, and I'm, I'm going to, like, edit out some stuff. And, uh, you know, they always say that in podcasts, but then they never do. Like, we'll edit this I, out. I really do. I really do. I, I actually do. I, I do that every time. Really because it has to be one hour, and we're at an hour and a half. Oh, so, like, wow, half an okay. hour of this can't be on there. Dude. So, anything cringeworthy, Perez's story about the slave boat, that's yeah. not going to be on there. Like some stuff's not gonna be on there. So I'm gonna yeah, have to don't, edit some don't, stuff. Don't out. put the thing about me being it's being hard to teach, like you know, about like minorities and stuff because not in the curriculum. Don't don't put that in there because that's gonna be just <laughs> the thing. Yeah. No, <laughs> you're gonna be the cheese man. I'll leave some stuff in. Don't worry. But uh. But now. All right, I'm guys. Gonna, I gotta I gotta hop off to right. my wife. Chris, you wanna hang uh, out for a few minutes? I'm drinking yeah, a glass of wine. I can't do it alone. Yeah, I got this single malt scotch. I'm trying to. All right, make me the leader. We, we could we could keep yeah. drinking. I gotta just log off the podcast though. Oh yeah, it's fine. Yeah, let's hang out. Yeah, that's cool. Don't worry about it. Like when uh, people tell Joe Rogan stuff off the record, you know, like after the podcast. And-